Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I am speaking to you now just on the other side of a little mini purge. I was very sick over the weekend and I'm feeling so much better today, not just physically, but also emotionally, spiritually, energetically. I believe that our bodies are so connected to our emotional, spiritual, and energetic bodies as well. Nothing physical is truly just physical. And if we really begin to tune in and tap into our bodies, we can become more in tune with what our body is teaching us, sharing with us, processing for us in each physical experience, even if it's one that we don't technically enjoy. I think it's the same thing as life. I talk about a lot how when we ask for what we desire, we're always receiving, but we're not always receiving what we think we want. We're receiving what we need in order to get where we're meant to go. And I think our our bodies are the same way. Our bodies are not always going to feel the way we want them to feel, but they're going to do what they need to do to get us where we're meant to be. And I think sometimes our bodies process things for us that maybe we are not able to process spiritually, emotionally, energetically. Or our body helps us to process certain things or, and I also believe that sometimes we move so quickly, we have these sometimes like quantum leaps and healing experiences and our body just needs to catch up. And that's sometimes when a purge will happen. And when I started my spiritual journey, I never thought much about the body and our relationship to it spiritually, but the deeper I've gone in this work and the more I've, it's like, Every few months, I'm able to go even deeper with the clients that I work with. And in the past couple of years, and especially in the past six months, I've noticed a pattern of clients coming to me, sometimes experiencing some really real physical pain. And I have witnessed sometimes in a few occasions that pain literally disappearing mid-session after processing emotional pain, wounding, or trauma. I've seen it happen multiple times. I've experienced it myself. And it's really taught me my experience with working with both emotions, energy, and the body is that our body is always on our side, on our team. Our body is always working for us, even when it doesn't realize it. Same as life, right? Life is always on our side, even when it doesn't feel like it. God is always working for us, even when we don't see the evidence. Our body is always trying to heal. 
And it just felt like this, for some reason, was an important message to share. Maybe there's someone that needs to hear it today. But you don't need to fight with your body or go to war against your body. No matter what is happening in your body, you will never be served by going to war with your body because your body is on your side. Even if it feels like your body is turning against you, which it sometimes can. Your body is still in that moment doing its best to heal, to protect you. And you know, our minds do the same thing. Our subconscious does the same thing. Truly, what I'm getting at is that every single part of us, our minds, our conscious minds, our unconscious minds, our physical bodies, our emotions, our energy, every single aspect of our being is on our side, is on our team, is working for us. And the more we become embodied in this understanding, the easier it is to become integrated. The easier it is to to attain the healing we're desiring or to attain the result that we're desiring. Because as long as we are at war with any part of us, we are literally like chipping away at our own souls. We are creating separation between ourselves. We're like literally tearing ourselves apart, pushing parts of ourselves away. And this is what the healing process is. It's integration, coming back home to every single part of ourselves because the more whole that we are, the more organically the healing process happens in whatever way you want to use that word healing. And of course, we are already whole. We're always whole. We don't need fixing. However, all of us, have pushed away or are fighting against certain aspects of ourselves. And the more that we become conscious to these aspects of ourselves, whether they're physical, emotional, spiritual, or energetic, the more we become conscious of the aspects of ourselves that we are at war with. And the more that we choose to bring those pieces back into love, the easier life becomes. I don't want to say life becomes easy because life was never meant to be easy, but the more ease we have because the more organically and naturally things happen for us. So the more that we begin to return to our natural state of being, the way that we were literally designed to operate and function and exist in this world, the easier it becomes to live the way that God intended for us to live. In this life where we don't need to force anything. The ease the softening, the magnetism, all of it, all of it starts with becoming conscious of where you are battling with your own self. And that has become really, it has been made really apparent to me in, with, in my experience and relationship with my physical body in the past few months, in my experiences with myself and with my clients, but it applies to every aspect of our being. And when I was sick this week and I was practicing this, just feeling so sick and stuck in my house and not able to get out of bed and just, it was a beautiful, sunny, warm weekend and and just feeling so ugh. And just, I was practicing just, okay, can I surrender just a little bit more to this experience? Can I thank my body right now for purging and healing and letting go of whatever toxins are, are not serving me right now? 
can I create space and honor the sacredness of this experience and allow whatever needs to move through me to move through me with grace? And of course, I feel every time I have any kind of sickness or illness or physical challenge, there's always an edge to be met in my reality around it. I'm always required to surrender more, to relax more, to lean back more. I had to cancel meetings that I had. I had to take myself out of obligations that I I was obligated toward. I had to let all of my clients know and my group containers know that I was taking a step back. And it is always an edge to take a step back when all I want to do is be there to love and support on everyone. But I think in every single challenge we ever experience in life, there is always an edge to be met. Always. You can either meet that edge and expand past it, or you can cower from the edge and contract away from it. And when we contract, we close down. Which basically, I mean, goes against the healing process. And that was just, this is such a small experience of me having a cold for a few days and meeting an edge that was edgy for me, but a small edge. And I know that many of you are being challenged in much larger ways right now. And the invitation is, where in life am I having a challenge that feels overwhelming? What is the edge I am being invited to that I am scared of expanding into? Where am I contracting away from my edge? What is the invitation? Where is the opportunity and the gift in whatever this challenge is? And something I've really been leaning into and I feel like I've really been initiated into this deeper embodiment of understanding is that God is providing at all times. When we ask for something, He answers right away, of course. We're deserving of the desires of our heart. They're meant for us. I always believe that. And as soon as we ask for something or pray for something, God is already answering. He's already moving. But then we look around and we say, wait, why isn't it here yet? What's going on? Actually, my life feels like it's falling apart or moving backward or getting more challenging. Where did God go? It's like right when I needed him, he disappeared. But it's like we have this 3D linear logical lens of reality in these moments when what's really happening is God is still providing. In all the ways you think your life is falling apart and all of the challenges that you think are appearing, there are gifts and opportunities for involvement, for expansion, for healing, to create more spaciousness. As soon as you ask or pray for something or intend for something, in whatever way your life shifts, that is the provision from God. Even if it shifts in a way that feels painful. In the same way that, for example, me being sick this weekend was this massive purge. And I felt so much lighter and had so much more inspiration and received so many epiphanies afterward. It was like I let go of something I didn't know I needed to let go of. And on an emotional level, I actually do know what it was I let go of because I was having these crazy dreams about it every night. So where in your life is God actually providing for you right now that you are judging or writing off as just another way that your life is going wrong, just another way that God has abandoned you, just another piece of proof or evidence that God is not listening that, you know, 
Maybe he's supporting everyone else, but not you. When I look back on the last six months, it was my greatest challenges and most painful moments that I am the most grateful for because those were the ones that accelerated me to where I am now. And if I hadn't experienced that, the agony, like the anguish, the excruciating pain I had to experience earlier, I guess last year now in 2022, I wouldn't, my life wouldn't have changed, which is almost scary to think about because right now I'm in this place where I'm on the edge. I can feel it. I'm at this edge of everything I've ever asked for in the past year. It's, it's right here. I can feel it. It's all starting to come together and it's crazy and beautiful and scary, but also I wouldn't, it's, it's like God answered, but not in the way I thought he would, not in the way I expected and not in the way I wanted, but I wouldn't change a thing. But God was still providing. He was still there in my moments last year when I was deep in the void, when I was on my knees, begging for relief, wondering what I did to deserve this kind of pain. But it was never a question of deserving. What was really happening was pain, wounds that were already existing within me that were getting in the way of everything I wanted and was asking for and felt called toward. The band-aids had to be ripped off because they weren't doing anything. For real healing to begin to happen, we had to reopen the wounds. And reopening the wounds, that was so excruciating. But then they began to really heal for the first time. And so sometimes, God answering your prayers feels in the beginning like a band-aid being ripped off of an open wound. And that open wound just, you know, someone taking some alcohol and just dumping it over that, that open wound, which of course helps to clean and heal the wound, but it is probably the most excruciating pain. But in the moment of excruciating pain, when someone's pouring that, you know, the hand of God is cleaning out that wound, pouring the alcohol into your open wound. In that moment, all you can feel is the pain. And all you want to know is when is this going to be over? Why do I have to experience this? This is not what I asked for. I asked for healing. I wanted you to come put your hand on my wound and I wanted it to immediately be gone with no pain. But what's actually happening is the opposite. But those moments, the moments of pain, like I'm just imagining, you know, if you have your eyes closed and someone rips off a bandaid and pours alcohol over the wound and it just hurts so bad and you're screaming and it's awful. And in that moment you have your eyes closed, all you know is that someone is causing you a lot of pain and it feels horrible. But if you were to just open your eyes and look up, you would see that it's the hand of God and you would see that what he's doing is he's cleaning purifying, removing the toxins that would actually poison you down the line if they weren't removed now. So I don't think that God wants to create pain and suffering for us. 
but I believe that we also signed up for this human experience. And sometimes the pain is part of the purifying process. Sometimes it's just that hand of God pouring alcohol over our open wound to make sure that it doesn't get infected. To make sure that it doesn't cause us even more pain down the line. And the more you're able to surrender to that experience and just really let life penetrate you. Like that's been my new mantra is, okay, how much more can I just open and allow life to penetrate me? Fully penetrate me, whatever that means. Whether that means receiving alcohol into my wound, whether that means ripping off a Band-Aid, whether that means fully receiving the love of God, just letting whatever is here to fully penetrate me. The more I can surrender to each moment and what it has to offer, the more I can soften into each moment without needing to change it, the more ease there is in my reality. It's like when the the winds of change come, let them take you. I feel like I'm always speaking in these, what are they, like metaphors or visuals, but this is how my brain works. I always see visual representations of things, and then I try to take that visual representation and describe it in words. Sometimes it works really well, sometimes it doesn't. But this is how my intuition works, and this is how also I realize my entire life I've spoken to God, is I always receive visuals. And the visual I'm receiving now is like, you're standing in a desert and there's this huge gust of wind coming and it's so huge that it is able to actually pick you up as if you're flying and take it and take you with it. But you don't want to go with it because you're comfortable where you are. You've been there for a really long time and there's a rock next to you. So you hold on to that rock and you grasp with both hands and the wind is pushing you so hard that your arms are actually beginning to you know, they're getting scraped and bleeding and they're gashing open from you holding onto that rock so hard. And your body is getting bruised from getting tossed around against the rock from the wind. But you're still resisting the change. You say, no, I don't, I don't want to go. I don't know where this wind is taking me and I'm comfortable here. But trying to stay where you are is creating more pain than it would take to actually let go. But this is what happens when we resist the flow of life, when we resist the hand of God, when we resist change, when we resist the unknown. Because what if you were standing in that desert and the winds of change came and you just let go? And then the vision I'm seeing is you're just floating in that gust of wind. It's almost like you're flying. It's actually an enjoyable experience. It might be slightly scary because you've never done this before. You feel like, what if I fall? But you also trust the wind. And you also don't know where it's taking you, which is scary and exciting at the same time because there's unlimited possibilities. But there's also this sadness of leaving behind everything you knew. But the pain of trying to hold on to everything you knew would have been so much more than the pain you're currently feeling of grieving, of letting go, and the fear of the unknown. So the choice is, do you stay and grip that rock with all of your might? Just in case that wind stops and 
you know, you haven't received enough wounds that you aren't able to heal from them. Or, or do you let go and trust, trust God and trust the winds of change? And that's been my journey is when the winds of change come, letting them take me, letting them lift me up, not fighting them, not grabbing the rock anymore, but just letting them take me and letting life completely penetrate me. Even if that means that while I'm floating in those beautiful winds and feeling like I'm flying, I'm also feeling like there's a dagger in my heart. Like someone has literally put their hand inside my heart and ripped out a piece of it that belong to the place or the experience or the era of life that I'm leaving. But I think the beautiful thing is, even though it often feels like a piece of my heart has been ripped out, I get to leave that piece of my heart with the people, the places, the experiences that I'm leaving behind. But in exchange, I get to receive a piece of the heart of what I'm leaving behind, whether it's people, a place, a chapter, I think that we take with us a piece of everyone and everything that has ever loved and held us, of everyone and everything that we've ever had the honor of being loved by. Because I do believe that also lands and locations can really hold and love us as well. And I think that in the end, it's really beautiful that we get to leave pieces of our heart all around with so many people in so many places and that our heart gets to become this mosaic of pieces of everyone and everything and every place that we've ever had the honor of being loved by. And I think that makes it a lot easier because yes, nothing ever lasts forever. This too shall pass. My favorite quote, everything must be left behind at some point, but it never actually leaves us. It fundamentally changes who we are at a core level. And we bring a piece of everyone in every place we've ever loved and have ever been loved by with us in our hearts. And I actually had someone ask me on my Q&A on my Instagram last week or this week. The question was, what do you do when you feel like an old part of you is dying, but you don't yet know how to become this new version of yourself? And I think a lot of us have experiences or are experiencing this. We're in that liminal space floating in between the death and the rebirth. And this is kind of what it feels like to me is when you're in those winds of change, you're floating, but you're feeling the pain and you're not knowing where you're going or who you're becoming. It's uncomfortable, but there's also no rush to become whoever you're becoming. And there's no rush to get where you're going. And one day you'll actually look back and you'll miss this liminal time in the middle because there's beauty in it. And I think that we're so used to knowing who we are. We almost identify with our life. We identify with the way that people see us, who they know us as, our routines, where we live, the people that we're in relationship with, our habits and values. And so when one day you wake up and realize that you don't resonate with any of that anymore, your values are shifting, your habits and routines are shifting, your desires are shifting, your relationships are shifting, maybe the place you're living is shifting, your career, so many things are shifting and suddenly everything you identified with doesn't align with you anymore. 
and it feels very, very, very deeply uncomfortable. And so there's this immediate, oof, I need to figure out who I am so I can feel comfortable again. If I could just know who I am and who I'm becoming, I would feel better. But you can't know who you are and who you're becoming. It's impossible to know where the winds of change are taking you. If we knew, there would be no fear in letting go. If you knew exactly who you were becoming, there would be no fear in the void, in the cocoon, in the mush, in the liminal space. But that's the beauty of it is that we don't get to know because you could never imagine the beauty of what is actually in store for you. Your imagination can't even go there. God has such a bigger plan for you than the one you could ever come up with on your own. And so it's impossible to try to just become who you're becoming. And it's impossible to know. The challenge here is, can I actually become more comfortable with not knowing who I am? Do I actually need to know who I am? Do I need to know who I'm becoming? Because no, we don't need to know any of that when we trust. It's all an invitation to come deeper into trust and faith with God. When you have no choice but to trust. There's no rush to figure out who you are. I know a lot of people, they just want to get back to feeling like like themselves, right? Like, oh, when am I going to feel like myself again? But you're never going to feel like yourself again because that version of you is gone. Whoever you become, it's not going to feel like yourself. Because yourself is an identity that was identified with and attached to parts of your life that don't exist anymore. And that's okay. It can feel sad and painful, but it's also okay. But as long as we're holding on to this old version of ourselves, there's not going to be space for whatever is actually being born within us. And the real answer to this question is, you know, how do I become this new version? You don't need to know how to become anything. The how is not your job and it never was. Your job is the surrender, the leaning back, the softening. And that, of course, doesn't mean doing nothing and being passive. But it means being in tune with the guidance that you are receiving. It means looking and understanding and appreciating how in every single moment God is providing for you and being open to receive that provision even when it hurts. Even when that provision is a purification or a purging that feels like pain. But something I've also realized about pain is that pain doesn't always have to be suffering. They don't go hand in hand. There is always pain and there is always some suffering in life, but we create so much more suffering by resisting like that example of holding onto that rock until you're bleeding. I actually had this epiphany, this realization when I was thinking back to 2021, when I had my first experience that I actually was able to become conscious of and labeled as the void. That was when I began to speak of the void and the mush on the podcast was in 2021. It was the first time I experienced, I mean, I've experienced death portals before, but it was the biggest one up until that point, And it was very traumatic for me. My entire life felt like it was falling apart and I felt purposeless and life felt meaningless and I felt heartbroken and confused and every area of my life was falling apart and I have episodes on this void if you haven't listened to them back in probably 
October 2021, I think. But anyways, that aside, I was reminiscing on this time period with my best friend, Halai, because at this time we both lived in Miami together when we had just moved there. And uh, when I was deepest in this void experience, I think it was like June, July, August. And we were staying in Airbnbs in that time before we found our apartment. And we were reminiscing on that time and we were just laughing and laughing and laughing and and speaking of all the times we had staying up until 2 a.m., eating Fruit Loops together, watching reruns of The Bachelor and Friends and these comedy shows that we used to watch and, you know, talking about boys and, and after maybe 20 minutes reminiscing and just... I was just belly laughing and actually feeling nostalgia and missing these times. And I had this like, whoa, wait a second. That was like one of the worst time periods of my whole life. Those months up until that point in my life was the most pain I'd ever felt. It was the most lost I'd ever felt. I was deep, deep, deep in that void. I was bawling my eyes out on every single call with my mentor at that time asking him, when is this going to be over? When am I going to leave this void experience? I can't take it anymore. My anxiety was at an all-time high. And yet I look back fondly on this experience. I feel nostalgia for so many moments. I don't look back and think, ugh. I look back and think, oh, wow, what a beautiful time. And that just goes to show at that time period, I really did begin to surrender to what was. And there were moments where I took it really seriously and it felt just earth shattering. But there were also more moments where I was able to make light of it. And I was able to zoom out and say, you know what? If life is going to fucking suck, I might as well enjoy it. I might as well have a good time while my life is burning to the ground around me because you know, like the world's ending. Why not just enjoy your last moments? It's kind of like the mindset. Not that I felt that the world was ending, but it felt like my world was ending. And so, yes, it was painful. I don't even have words to describe the pain of that experience and that death and that grief. But at the same time, some of my favorite memories took place in that experience. Some of my favorite memories were when I just fully surrendered binge watching Lord of the Rings in my pajamas, eating sugary cereals, making mac and cheese at 11 a.m. with my best friends, because why not? Our lives are falling apart. Staying up until 3 a.m., talking ourselves in circles, laughing until we couldn't breathe. And of course, this was all in between just, I mean, at that time I was in so much pain. I, my hair was falling out. It was like, I had all of these physical ailments and I can't even explain the emotional pain I was in, but it was such a beautiful time. There was this dichotomy between the pain and the comedy and This is just such a reminder that pain doesn't always have to be suffering endlessly. There can be comic relief. We don't need to take life so seriously all the time. And when you surrender to what is, instead of trying to fight with it and resist it and change it, that's when you can find the joy in it. 
that's when you can find and create the beauty in it. When you lean back and relax. Sometimes when life gets the most painful, it's like all you can do is laugh through it. Like it's some great cosmic joke. Sometimes, I don't feel this now, but in my even my most recent void experience last year, in 2022, of course, it was so, it was just ugh, constant agony. But at the same time, there were moments when all I could do was literally laugh. Like this has got to be some big cosmic joke. And the next thing, like something else would go wrong or something else would happen. And it just, I was going back and forth between this deep pain, these tears and grief and unbearable pain. And this just like, this other perspective was, which was just as if I was like zooming out, looking at my life from space and just kind of laughing as if my life was a TV show, which it felt like at some moments of, of course, something else would go wrong. I guess that was my biggest, one of my biggest lessons really in the past couple of years is we can either choose to find joy and laugh our way through the pain or we can choose to resist it and suffer even more there's going to be suffering there's going to be pain either way but you get to choose what your experience is and you get to choose how you will look back on this because you will look back on it one day you're going to be out of it one day you'll be on the other side One day, life is going to be so much better and you're going to look back with some fondness. Even if not a lot, there will be some fondness for this time, for this version of yourself. And you get to choose if you look back and cringe or you look back with nostalgia and love and laugh. We don't get to have a life with no pain, a life with no problems, a life with no challenges. We were never promised that. It's not why we're here. And so it's our relationship to the challenges, the pain, the problems that make our life. And I guess one note here, because I'm not saying that every single bad thing in the entire world is provision from God. I do believe that many of our challenges and pain and painful experiences are however I do also believe that there is evil in the world I believe that love has already won that love is always winning that love will always prevail however there is still a darkness and an evil that exists right like I'm not going to say that a terrorist attack is provision from God and I'm putting this caveat in here because I know that someone is going to ask this or say this So, of course, have discernment as always. But when we are only open to receiving, when and we are only open to gratitude, appreciation, and love, when what we are receiving is what we want and it feels really good, we're actually shutting ourselves down. We're closing ourselves off. We're blocking miracles and blessings. Are you able to fully hold the sensations in your body and fully allow life to penetrate you and fully receive God and everything he's providing for you when it doesn't feel good? That is the challenge. 
Because even when it doesn't feel good, when you're able to fully receive it and surrender through it, there gets to still be joy within the pain. It doesn't need to be endless suffering unless we choose it to be that way. And I think that's all I'll share for now. I have so much shifting and happening in my life right now, but I don't feel ready to share everything yet. I will soon. If you feel inspired to work with me, I am taking on one-on-one clients right now. I have two spaces available. So if you're interested in one-on-one work with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram or apply uh, in the link in the show notes. Also, two spaces are still open on my retreat I'm hosting in Greece in spring, which is now, what is it now? It's February. So it's only two and a half months away. That is insane. I'm really excited. I just bought my flights. It's going to be a beautiful experience in a luxury villa on a beautiful island in Greece. So if you are interested, the link with all of the info and to register is in the show notes. You can also email or DM me if you have questions or want to know if it's right for you. My Instagram is at pursuit of bliss with an underscore. As always, it means the world to me. If you guys can leave me a review on iTunes, if the episode of the podcast speaks to you in any way, it really helps me out a lot. And if you send a screenshot of, you, of your review to me at support at pursuitofbliss.com, we will email you back a meditation, a healing meditation from me personally for you. And if the episode spoke to you, uh, please share it with any friends or family you think would resonate. Share it on Instagram and tag me so I can repost you. And I'm sending you all lots and lots of love. And I hope you have a beautiful day and talk to you next week.